2: Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today's a very special show. Uh, I'm having a, a guest back, um, that hasn't been on the show in quite a while. And, uh, but the reason isn't the greatest reason, but there's a, there's a silver lining to the story that I want people to get out of this. And it's actually near and dear to my heart, no pun intended. And I'll explain why when we get deeper into the interview with Eric Brosa and in, in just a second. Um, of course I have to, uh, acknowledge Our title sponsor, All American Pharmaceutical and EFX Sports, you can get uh, five of their top selling products. Is it six? It's six of their top selling products. I'm sorry. Absolutely free. Uh, when you go to superhumanradio.net and click the EFX Sports banner ad, uh, put in your name and address and pay $5 in shipping. And that's legitimately the shipping charge, uh, because Dr. Jeff Galini believes that no one should buy anything until they've tried it first. And he puts his money where his mouth is. And there are great products there. If you've never used any of efX sports uh, products, what are you waiting for I mean th- people who use them love them you'll find out why and it won't cost you a ton of money Eric Brozer, welcome back to the show how you doing man I'm glad to say that I'm doing pretty well Carl <laughs> yeah it was scary there so no no so, I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to go back over how did you find physical culture. We did that, you and I, years ago. Probably, yeah. um, I want to say six, maybe six years ago or so. Um, you're well known within the physical culture community as both a, a an amazing athlete, uh, a career drug-free athlete. And not only that, but you've earned the nickname Merlin because you seem to have a magical effect on the people you train uh, in getting them to literally – uh, completely change uh, who they are. And so this story we're going to tell today is even more poignant because uh, when I talked about having you on the show, I actually got emails from people going, it has to be drugs. And I, I'm like, no, you know, Eric, if you look at his physique, it's very sustainable physique. He doesn't have monstrous amounts of muscle mass that would require drugs in order to maintain Um. But it's almost like if, if, a, if a, a 40-year-old fat guy falls down and has a heart attack, or even a 40-year-old normal-shaped guy has a heart attack, no one says it's drugs. But as soon as somebody who looks physically fit has a heart attack, it immediately becomes drugs. I'm sure you've heard this, right, since this has happened, right?
3: I've heard this quite a bit, yeah. So, uh, And I expected it as well it's insulting so, uh, but
2: isn't it insulting like why wouldn't fit what, it's almost like it's oh what fit people can't have heart attacks
3: yeah i just think that it's it's uh you know a misnomer out there that people think that if you look a certain way or if you exercise all the time or eat right that it's impossible to have a heart attack but they're <laughs> forgetting one of the most major contributors to any disease or any condition and that's genetics right and
2: and and that really is, and we're going to get into that in a second the, the 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 but the the takeaway of today's discussion, and I think that this is something i when if you listen to the beginning of my story twenty years ago, why I started working out in the first place with weights was to remodel my heart because I understood that pathological changes to the heart, which happen when you sit on the sofa all day long and eat pizza, versus physiological changes, which is what happens when you undergo uh, years of heavy lifting are very different. The, the pump becomes stronger. Would you agree with that statement?
3: Oh, absolutely. Oh, there's no doubt about it that um, there's a huge difference between the way the heart acts as a sedentary person versus, you know, somebody who is, you know, intensely exercising. So there's, there's no doubt about it.
2: So talk about the event. When did, when did you uh, have your ischemic uh, cardiac event?
3: It actually happened on Labor Day was when it started. Uh, and it literally carried over to the following day. Right. So it and, was. And, and uh, I want,
2: I want to mention something that had your heart not been as strong as it is from the decades of heavy lifting and, and cardiovascular training you've done, there would have been no next day for you.
3: No, the doctors were actually uh, in somewhat of a shock that I lasted as long as I did. Uh, and, you know, my heart attack actually was so massive um, that they felt that most people probably, if they weren't in the ER within the hour, they would have been gone. So the fact that I had lasted literally 20 hours Uh, having this massive coronary was absolutely extraordinary to them, and they were of the firm belief that the only reason why I survived it uh, and survived it, believe it or not, without heart damage was because of my physical fitness and due to my training, my diet, and everything else that I do in my lifestyle.
2: Now think about this for a second, folks that are listening to this show, and maybe some of you have tuned in for the first time because you saw – the, the the headline of today's show, How to Survive a Heart Attack, and you know that you may have one in your future or you've had one before and you're scared of having another one, one of the worst things that doctors do to cardiac patients is tell them to sit around and don't do much of anything. And this is actually the worst thing that you can do for your heart. The reason your heart is in bad shape today is because of your lack of activity and then you have an event, and the doctor says, "No, you have to become even less active." Now they want you to just lay around. This is an abs. I I tell you this, uh, and of course I, I I don't want people to go. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I just had a heart attack two weeks ago. I'm gonna start lifting weights. No, you gotta crawl before you walk, and maybe. If you're challenged uh, uh, cardiovascularly, maybe just standing during the TV commercials is the first step for you before you actually start walking uh, long distances. But make no bones a uh, mistake, folks, that if you if you don't want to have a heart attack, start using your heart more. <laughs> That's the answer. But anyway, so... Talk about Labor Day. So so, so Labor Day, what happens? Do you have a pain in your chest, numbness in your hands, all the traditional symptoms, or not even any of those?
3: Well, that's the interesting thing. I had no – I have – you know, the blockage that I had, which was uh, 100% in one of my arteries, 90% in another, and then partial blockage in another, um, is not something that happens overnight. You know, it's something that happens over what I was told 20 to 30 years. It could take that long to get that blockage. The amazing thing is there's never been a symptom in my entire life. I've been obviously training with this blockage at full force, uh, for a long time now and never feeling the effects of it. So, you know, quite literally that day, it was just a very normal day. I actually didn't go to the gym that day, uh, took the day off, uh, did my normal, you know, errands and everything else. And then uh, it was about five o'clock in the afternoon that I decided I wanted to lay down and get a little uh, extra rest before I went back and worked with my clients at the in the evening. And uh, I laid down for about an hour and I woke up to my alarm with the massive amount of pains in my chest and my throat. Uh, And and that's all that I felt. I felt uh, sort of like everything was closing up inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I didn't feel any pain in my left arm or anything like that. Uh, Just right in the middle of my chest, it felt to me like somebody was squeezing my heart, squeezing my lungs, squeezing my throat. Uh, And that's the way I woke up, um, out of a nice, calm nap. (laughs) So it was kind of a... But but, but, but
2: Eric, why don't you go right to the hospital and go, I got to check this out?
3: Well, this is the thing, and I'll, you know, I'm going to be perfectly honest here. And this is a a, a point that I want to get across. Uh, I am like the anti doctor man. Yeah, like I have. Yeah. I don't go to doctors. I, you know, if I get sick, I cure myself. Which, and I very rarely get sick. Uh, you know, I, I get a headache. I'm the last person to take aspirin. I'm just really, really bad when it comes to all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, I've always been so physically fit. You know, I've always never worried about my health. I always felt that I had it beat. Uh, don't want to go to doctors. Don't like doctors. Uh, I've never had surgery in my life. I've never been in a hospital for myself. All these things. So I was very, very stubborn. And, I mean, in the truth, to be truthful, I didn't think I'm having a heart attack. I th- I figured, oh, you know, there's something wrong with me. I have, you know, maybe... I ate something that I have food poisoning going on or maybe I have a gas bubble in my chest or maybe, you know, something that's right. going to go away. Right. You know, that's that's what I
2: figured. So, so here's a question uh, that I want to ask you. I've been told if you have a pain in your chest that you can make it go away by belching, by stretching, by doing some sort of mechanical maneuver, it's not a heart attack because – A heart attack, you cannot make that pain go away by doing any type of mechanical maneuvers of stretching or something. Did you attempt to stretch it out? Like, let me just, let me see if I can, you know, get my thorax uh, spread out and make this go away. Did you try to do that?
3: I didn't try to stretch. I mean, I definitely was trying to drink some soda, so I thought maybe if I had a gas bubble I could belch, it would come out. Right. Uh, I was, I was at, you know, at certain points, see, it came in waves for me there was a several waves during the heart attack where i was knocked on my back completely and uh, actually felt myself passing away i mean that's you know i know if you want to talk about that but
2: no i there do was other
3: time, I there do. was other times where i was i was literally just pacing around my apartment uh back and forth back and forth because i couldn't sit still so i was just trying to find a way to Get myself comfortable and get myself through it. I knew that whatever I had, uh, I was going to have to suffer with, uh, whether it was food poisoning or gas bubble or just whatever anaphylactic shock. I thought maybe I ate something that caused um you know anaphylactic yeah, shock, right, right. Uh, uh, something like that. And I just said, I have to get myself through this. I've been through horrible things before. I'll get through this. Uh, and that's the way it was. So it really was. I mean, and in the end, it was it was almost twenty hours of doing this whole act <laughs> that I was doing uh, before my friend finally grabbed me and took me to the ER. but it was a twenty long hours.
2: So so talk about so so talk about the uh, the, the fading away the, the, you know the, the, that you just mentioned a second ago.
3: This is the hardest part of this whole thing for me and the thing that's been most psychologically damaging to me and and that I've been trying to wrap my head around. I know there was three different times uh, during this episode that it got so bad that, you know, I was, I lost control of my, like, I just had a fall on the floor. Uh, It happened once in my bedroom, once in the bathroom, once in my uh, living area.
2: So when you say you had a fall on the floor, you, did you lose muscular strength? Did you start to like, you know, when you're going to sink, cope, you're going to pass out? Or did you just become so consumed by the pain that you just wanted to lay down and hit the ground? No,
3: no, it was not passing out. It was not lack of air. It was being so consumed by the pain that yeah. I literally had no choice right. but to go onto the ground. Right, I got uh, it. Was it was it was as if some, as it was if I was being forced on the ground by an outside force, but obviously it was in my body. So uh, yeah, so during these times, and I didn't remember this call until um, after I was in the hospital and out of surgery, and my mind was going over everything again. I, I think I kind of blocked it out. Right uh that there was these three occasions and they were all very similar uh that i was laying on the ground and i was in so much pain that i don't really think it's describable with words unless you actually go through it and i was in just so much distress uh that i started to i guess my body obviously was you know maybe lacking oxygen uh, maybe lacking you know proper blood supply, whatever was going on during the heart attack, that um, I was beginning to kind of let go uh, I was beginning to fade away, and you know somebody might say, "Oh, you were fainting no i wasn 't fainting. I fainted before i have passed out before. Oh, maybe you were falling asleep. no, I was definitely not no you, you were
2: actually succumbing to it you were giving, I was succumbing I, to it I had this exact experience in Bosnia. I was swimming in the ocean, I had been drinking. And I had been swimming and swimming and swimming and I wasn't paying attention to how far away from the shoreline I had gotten. And then when I stopped swimming and I turned around and looked how far away I was, I kind of panicked. And so I tried to swim I started to swim back, but I was nervous now. I was panicked and and I vomited. And as I vomited, I went under. And then I took in a breath of water. And it this happened a couple times. And I remember at one point in time I had this feeling like I I I can't win this. I may as well just let it happen. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just like you. It's this this almost. It's this recognition, this realization that like uh I I um this is it. I can't do this. I'm gonna die. And it's a peaceful feeling too. It's not like you you're fighting against it. You actually have lost all the fight. Is that kind of what you're talking about?
3: That's very very close to what I'm talking about because you know as As I was felt myself fading away, uh I felt everything going black and and not just black like the lights going out, but like black within my mind right uh and and I felt my thoughts becoming you know very disjointed and not you know just like regular thoughts. I started to i don't know almost like sort of see things, I started to just have that feeling of yes i don't I can't fight this right it's too painful if I am going away, let me just do it because that'll be the salvation from this pain that I'm in. Uh, and, and I felt it happening. And as, as I was getting closer and closer to the point where maybe I was going to lose consciousness or go into the first phase of dying or whatever it was, um, it was just that little bit of my mind telling me you can't, do this that pulled me out of it. Uh, And it was just a very, very almost like an inner voice saying to me, no, it's not time to let go. Do not do this. Wow. Uh, And, and I felt and it happened. It's unbelievable that it happened three times, but it happened each time uh, almost exactly the same way. And that same inner voice was what told me you must fight this. And I started to think about, I started to force myself to think about, you know, my family, my girlfriend, my dogs, my friends, my work, my life. You know, I forced myself to actually have thoughts that I had to focus on. And I started to use the same type of, I know it might sound strange to people, but it's the same type of inner strength that I use while I'm training. Uh, Because when I'm training, the way that I train, I do very, very long drawn out sets where there's a lot of pain a lot of breathing. you have to have a lot of mental and physical focus and stamina to get through the way that I train. And I tried to draw upon that same type of strength to bring me out of this and bring me back to the fight. And, uh, and that's what I did. And, you know, there were tears coming out of my eyes, I remember. Uh, there was just a, a complete of emotional cascade that came over me as I was coming out of this because I knew. That if I allowed myself to come out of it, I was going to have to face it again, and that was the scariest.
2: Yeah, thing. right. That this is going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, I, like moments from now, I'm going to have to fight this fight again. Exactly. Yeah, and, that's amazing. Uh, now, did, did this, these events that you're describing now, these happened in the hospital? Well, the fight? No, uh, they
3: happened at home. No, they happened at home. Okay.
2: Yeah. And so then home. your friend says to you, "Come on, you you got to go to the hospital, and we're going well, to talk- what happened? Wait, 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 wait. We're gonna, here's what we're going to do." I want to take a break, sure. and when we come back, I want to pick it up uh, on the decision to actually go to the hospital. This is a, this is a, a gut-wrenching story, um, and but it's an important story, because while the takeaway from this story is, no matter how sick you are, no matter where you are in your life right now, training can help you stay alive. Really, that is the, the bottom line. And we're going to come back and we're going to pick it up on the other side. Stay tuned.
4: Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be.
0: You've got your device. Devices and apps that track your activity, workouts, sleep, and diet. You have your medical records and blood work. All this data, and none of it is integrated. So you can see a true snapshot of just what progress you're making and where. Now you can securely centralize all this data and become the CEO of your health. Heads Up Health gives you powerful dashboards, charts, and tools to connect all your data into meaningful information. One seamless platform. Go to HeadsUpHealth.com today. Use code SHR and get twenty. 20- Twenty percent off your subscription. That's headsuphealth.com and use code SHR. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing
4: Atrantil.
0: Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts in the small bowel. That's why
4: Atrantil
0: works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, eighty-eight percent of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found
4: Atrantil
0: relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because
1: Atrantil
0: is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic, plus it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO.
1: A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L, Atrantil.
5: Atron Teal Even the name is proven to make you feel better Go to LoveMyTummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off That's code SHR at LoveMyTummy.com LoveMyTummy.com Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient, you know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific branded product or formula. We'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body, crazy savings, insane results. Men and
0: women, you've about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at Renew. NewLifeRX.com. This is the Superhuman Channel.
2: Evolution just got kicked up a notch. Welcome back to Superhuman Radio. We're talking with Eric Brozer. Eric, um, real quick, I know you're launching a new uh, fitness program too. Why don't you plug that before we get back into the discussion?
3: Well, yeah, I mean, I've um, you know I've been training. Uh, clients online globally uh, for a long time now and uh, basically I think what you're referring to is that uh, I'm going to uh, offer a special um, starting tomorrow on all of my different services and obviously I train people who are relative beginners all the way up through professional athletes professional bodybuilders uh, and I like I said I train them online globally so uh, and I also offer Skype Skype consultations I have a couple of ebooks. DVD and those things, and uh, I've had such tremendous, incredible support from everybody uh, on Facebook and Instagram uh, throughout this whole thing, Uh, you know, just such well wishes and positive messages and and support and encouragement. I just want to give back a little bit, so I'm going to be offering a special tomorrow on my services, uh, which uh, if somebody takes advantage of it, a new client, you know, it's, it's going to be lifetime for them. Uh, so I'll be putting that out tomorrow on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, like you guys said, I just want to show my appreciation, uh, and, um, you know, for, for everything that people have been saying and doing for me. Okay. And, uh, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty much what it's going to be. And so everybody will see it on Facebook and Instagram tomorrow on Friday. And, uh, and uh, that'll be
2: that. (laughs) Okay. So, so now let's move into the the second stage of this. So this has now been a, a day has passed and you've been struggling against this pain. And succumbing to it from time to time, and uh, and now you 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 must know something is really wrong, and your friend says we have to go to the ER. Well, what happens
3: is is that the next morning,
2: uh, my girlfriend.
3: You know, I can't even believe I
2: can't even believe you went to sleep. I would have I been afraid sleep. of dying. Oh, okay, okay.
3: No, 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 Carl. Okay. I didn't sleep. Okay. I went through the whole night pacing my apartment and. And I did start throwing up. I did start having vomiting. You think, do you
2: think part of it was denial? Do you think part of it was, I just don't want to believe I'm having a heart attack?
3: I think that, you know, I think that there was a part of me that was finally getting, I wasn't ever thinking heart attack until the next morning when my girlfriend texted me and said, you know, how are you feeling? And I started telling her all my different symptoms. She said, babe, she's like, you need to go to the ER. You know, you could possibly be having a heart attack. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, me? not
1: me. you right. having
3: a heart attack? i having a heart attack. I'm just very, very sick. I have food poisoning. I've been throwing up all night. My body's getting rid of it, but all this kind of stuff, whatever excuse. But there was a small part of me in my mind that's going, man, what's wrong with me? Like, I am really sick. Like, this is just, I've never felt anything like this in my entire life. And she basically said to me, I really want you to go to the doctor. But she knows me, and she knew that I wasn't going to do it. So she basically went behind my back which when I say going behind my back, it's the most beautiful thing she could possibly do. And she called one of my closest friends in the world, Dave Borlay, who lives about an hour away and said to him, Dave, there's something wrong with Eric. He's trying to downplay it. You know, I think that there's something severely wrong with him. I think he could possibly be having a heart attack. Would you please, you know, drive over his place and force him to go to the doctor. And because my girlfriend lives a couple hours away and she was at work and, he said, oh, my God, you know, seriously. So, you know, he's such a great guy. You know, he's like, okay. So he drove over. It uh, really was, it took, you know, a few hours for all of this to take place. He came over in the afternoon uh, and he said, you know, you know, Eric, you know, let me just take you to the ER. You know, let's just get you checked out. You know, I'm sure it's nothing. And he didn't believe it was anything either. He just thought it was going to be something simple. Give him a pill. Yeah, he's fine. Right. He's like, but why don't you just go? He goes, trust me, I'm the same way. I wouldn't want to go. I know it's annoying doctors, hospitals, whatever he was like, but let's just make your girlfriend feel better. You'll feel better. I'll feel better. And I really tried to talk him out of it. I'm like, ah, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better. Like, cause I was in one of those waves where it was a lot of pain, but I was able to mask it and, and, and deal with it. And I was trying to argue with him and he said, come on, let's just go. So finally, I think I finally just relented and said, okay, fine, let's just go. And, So he took me to the emergency room, which was, you know, very short drive from my house. We went in. He was doing all the talking for me. He said, you know, he told them what symptoms I was having. And there was probably 15 people in the waiting room in front of me. They took me and put me in front of everybody. I guess the symptoms that I gave
2: were... Heart well, pain. do you remember what they, so they, they did, I'm sure they, they triaged you, right? They checked your blood pressure, your pulse and all that sort of stuff, right?
3: Well, they brought me right into the back and they, you know, into the back room, they put me on a table, they took my blood pressure, uh, but within seconds they were doing an EKG on me. Uh, and this is when, this is when I got really nervous because I'm like, oh, they're, che- they're they are checking my heart. You know, they are nervous. This is a heart attack. So You know, and they were asking me what my symptoms were. And even at that point, I think I was almost, you know, trying to say, well, you know, I feel like I have indigestion. You know, like in my head, I'm trying to like almost talk the doctors out of there being anything wrong with me. Right. And right when I saw the the nurse or whoever reads the AKG looking down at, at the readings, I saw her shake her head. And she shaked her head in a way which I knew was something bad. Uh, and she looked over at the doctor that was in there and I guess pointed to him or showed him whatever. And it was almost like I could, it's almost like I was standing in front of a tidal wave that was about to hit me. And I was just looking at the tidal wave and I was waiting. Right. And he turned, he turned around to me and he said, Mr. Brozer, you are currently having a massive coronary. And, as soon as he said that to me, I burst into tears. I just was like in shock, and and I started crying. And I didn't, I couldn't believe that it was actually happening. And he, they started medicating me with all kinds of the morphine and all kinds of stuff. And it was just a whirlwind. I mean, they just said we need to get you immediately to uh, the hospital uh in Cedar sinai and Beverly Hills. We need to get you there immediately. You have to have surgery. Like, it was just so fast, the way everything was happening, that it was so hard for me to absorb. My friend Dave came back into the room. I was crying to him. I'm having a heart attack. He says, I know it's going to be okay. He's like, I'm going to go with you, whatever. Your girlfriend will be here soon. I called her. So it was just the most nightmarish, Experience that I've ever had waking, (laughs) I mean, in my life. I thought, am I going to wake up from this? Am I having a nightmare? Right. How could this possibly be me?
2: Right. uh, The way I live my life. Exactly.
3: Yes, that was what I had. And it was just right from there into an ambulance. Ambulance took me right to the hospital. They wheeled me immediately into surgery. And I didn't even know when they said surgery. I'm thinking, am I having open heart surgery? Like I'm like going through my head. I'm like, they're going to cut into my chest. I mean, like, what's going on here? But thank God, that's not what they were doing. They
2: did, they did, uh, uh, they did Angio, Right? They did arthroscopy where they went in, uh, where, where they went in with uh, the, where they punched the holes, like under your armpit and stuff.
3: They actually punched a hole in my wrist. Really? Uh, yeah, they did my wrist. I don't know if this has to do with because I have such big, healthy veins. I don't know if that was made it more viable for them. Yeah, they pre- they prepared my wrist and my groin. They said if they can't do my wrist, they can't right. do my groin. And then I remember saying to the doctor, first of all, I was in you know utter shock. But I said, why aren't you putting me to sleep? How you know? How long is this going to take? Like I was just in a frenzy. And he says, oh, we're not putting you to sleep.
2: Yeah, angioplasty is is virtually non-invasive, and and so the, did they use a balloon. To open the artery back up and then they would obviously put a stent inside there, right? They put stents in
3: two of my arteries. Uh and I was awake through the whole process and um you know, obviously it was you know I was only calm probably because they probably gave me something to keep me. Oh calm, yeah, but, yeah, yeah.
2: That's the good part. Uh, That's the good part. They yeah, give you they yeah. give you Ativan. they give you all sorts of good stuff. You just you're just kinda of mellow, like, oh yeah, you guys are in my heart right now. That's cool.
3: Yeah, but yeah. you know what I couldn't I couldn't get away from that call. Like I in my, even though I was mellow, I was still saying to myself, this is a, this is a nightmare. I'm, I'm having a nightmare right now. I can't be laying here on a hospital bed having heart surgery awake. This can't be happening. Like, so it was almost like I was just having this dream and talking to myself the whole time and trying to listen to the doctors, too, because they kept on telling me, okay, Eric, take a deep breath, okay? And I was trying to listen to what they were saying. So, uh, you know, whatever adjustments they had to make or whatever they were doing, whatever they were talking about, because obviously it was the five or six guys in there doing their surgery.
2: You know, uh, had you taken a, a couple baby aspirins or even a, a couple full-size aspirins, a lot of your pain would have gone away because it would have thinned your blood out. Uh, but then you would have stayed home and thought, oh, I, it was just like, I don't know, just some phantom pain. When But, I, okay, so which arteries were blocked? You said one of them was 90%?
3: What I can't remember exactly. What did they use the, the word card. the
2: widowmaker? They didn't use that word with you, right? I don't think they used that word. And um, there's but, one that guys get and they they just die from it. Like that's the they call it the widowmaker. It's like the major. I forget which major artery it is in the heart, but
3: I know that I know that one of them that he said one of them was a hundred percent, one of them was ninety percent, and then there was another one. But they did say to me that a normal person wouldn't have lived through it, and yeah. that even even the fact that. I lived through it for that period of time. It's almost like a miracle. So, you know, obviously I was, I mean, they said the heart attack was massive. It was not just like, you know, just a basic heart attack. I mean, if there is a basic heart attack, they said it was massive. So, Well, massive,
2: uh, what massive means is the degree of blood restriction uh, that the heart is is getting. And that's because you had one 100% blockage and one... 90% 90% blockage so your heart really was not but uh, you know it's interesting i don't know if you're going to go for follow up um sonograms um but they a lot of times when you when you have this condition for a long period of time and you are a weightlifter arteries actually start to grow around the blockage this is an amazing phenomenon uh, it'd be interesting to see when you go for your follow-up, ask the doctor, was there any arterial collateralization as a result of the blockage? And he'll know what you mean right away. And he'll go, oh, yeah, you know, th- these two arteries here just popped out of nowhere and grew in over here. Um, This is a phenomenon that happens exclusively to guys like us who train. It doesn't happen to people who sit on the sofa. Uh, when, when, when an artery starts to become blocked and restricted, the body's very intelligent. It goes, man, that artery isn't really getting enough blood into the heart. It'll actually sprout. It'll actually sprout an artery, the beginning of an artery, like a branch of a tree behind the blockage that will actually, it, it's the most amazing phenomenon, grow around the blockage and then become part of the artery again. And if you think about that for a second, like we only see that kind of stuff when neonatal genes are turned on in babies, right? Because they're, they're growing veins and arteries. They're connecting. How do they know? We see this in guys who train, who have over decades blockages occur, that there's a collateralization. And this is why they're able to get by because While the one artery is 90% blocked or 100% blocked, there's this arterial collateralization that occurs that keeps blood to some degree flowing to the heart. So ask when you go back, was there any arterial collateralization around the blockages? I predict, Eric, you're going to email me and go, yes, they said there was. And that's probably the only reason why I was able to get by for as long as I was.
3: Well, I believe that you're hundred percent correct, and it is amazing what a what a what a machine the human body can be and how it could compensate for something it's and overcome something like a blockage like this and there was mention from the surgeon saying that your the my heart uh learned to compensate obviously for yes. the blockages, and yes. the compensation is probably exactly what you're talking about uh because I have been training at the highest level i mean listen. Two days before the heart attack, I was in the gym killing it. Right. You know, and not feeling out of breath, not feeling any chest pains, not feeling that like there was anything wrong with me. So obviously my heart, uh, you know, adapted to the situation and increased blood flow, uh, through what you're speaking of. Uh, uh, in in that way, because otherwise, how would I be able to do what I do right. without collapsing? Right. So it makes perfect sense that that's what my heart did, and like you said, it is due to people who exercise, people who train intensely, who eat right, uh, because you know our body will learn to adapt so that we can continue to do what we're doing. That's the amazing part.
2: Um. So, uh, let me gather my thoughts here for a second. I, 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 okay. So. Arterial plaque can happen to anyone uh, because of diet and because of propensity, hereditary propensity. So, what what is your nationality?
3: Uh, my nationality, I mean, I'm just basically combination Russian and <laughs> Hungarian okay. Of origin.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so. Uh, do, you eat, do you eat a lot of fish? Do you eat a lot of red meat? What's your diet look like? My diet would probably
3: be what the typical bodybuilder's diet would be. You know, there's a lot of protein. I mix up my proteins. Uh, some red meat, nothing crazy, but some red meat, chicken, fish, turkey, egg whites, protein powders. Uh, I don't eat a tremendous amount of carbohydrates, but uh, what I do, it's like uh, quinoa, brown rice, uh, you know, whole grain bread. Uh, sweet potatoes those type things um i eat plenty of vegetables a lot of green vegetables especially mm-hmm. uh, uh, i eat a lot of uh, healthy fatty acids so i eat a lot of uh walnuts almonds cashews peanuts did
2: you did you uh, say you do you do you take fish oil uh, supplements or do you yeah eat, you do? no i do i do i do take fish oil <laughs> supplements. okay so I wait mean, a minute wait a minute um the russian side is there any Ashkenazi jew in you uh
3: uh that I can't tell you. That I don't
2: know. Have uh, you ever had that, a 20 that. have you ever had a 23 and me done? No. Yeah. <laughs> I've never never Because had. because you're from Russia, you 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 have Russian heritage. Um you could have uh, Ashkenazi Jew uh uh DNA and they don't do well with uh fish oil Supplements and especially fish, they actually have the opposite effect from eating fish and fish oil that the rest of the population does in that it produces intimal inflammation in the arteries that attracts plaque. They have an allele, and I think it's called, I'm trying to think what it's called, APOE1, APOE1 allele. They actually develop plaque from eating fish and fish oil supplements are no good for them.
3: Hmm. So. That's new news to me. <laughs>
2: you need to have a 23andMe done to see what your DNA is. I, I just had mine done. It was, you know, n- nothing shocking except I'm 14% Northern African. That was shocking to me. But, um, you need to have that done because you, it, because, Genetic predisposition does not mean absolute. There's a lot of women out there who have the BRCA gene never get breast cancer. So yeah. it's it's your genetics interact with your environment. Now, the diet you describe could not. I don't think there's anybody out there that could go. Oh, I see where it's coming from. Oh, I, you know, you're you're eating all the you know you're eating all the starchy carbs or you know things that are pro-inflammatory. It sounds like you don't. Uh so that's why I started thinking, Gee, I wonder if um you have that a p o e allele that makes fish and fish oil harmful to you. That's telling me reason why I thought that because your your diet sounds spotless,
3: yeah, I mean it is and you know and it's possible what you're saying is true, but even even with the fish oil, I mean we're talking about you know a capsule or two a day, I don't eat. I don't eat very, I don't eat fatty fish. I mean, I I tend to eat more lean fish, so I don't know if it could be that. I mean, the doctor did kind of tell me that, I mean, and I do have, uh, now that I've experienced this, I've gone back over my family of, you know, I've also had family come to me and I'm amazed by the amount of heart disease that's been in my family and the amount of people that have had heart attacks and stents put in and things like this. So, it really seems to be in my genes, uh, and what I really want to say, I mean, just given this opportunity is that I, you know, it's possible that I was destined for a heart attack. It's possible that I was on a track for a heart attack my whole life and didn't know. But one of the things I want to get across is that I have been so anti-doctor in my life, uh, that I would, you know, I don't know how long it's been uh, since I've gone for just a regular checkup, and I just want people to, I I understand there are a lot of people that are like me out there, and I want to encourage them to not be like this anymore, because perhaps if I had been going for checkups, perhaps I've been having blood drawn every once a year uh, or something, even though I wasn't showing any symptoms, maybe something would have come up in my checkups or in my blood, A long time ago, that maybe could have pointed towards me having some, uh, you know, possible risk factors, maybe my cholesterol, something, where the doctor would have said, hey, let's check out your heart. Let's do this. Let's do that. Right. Right. And maybe I would have not been in. this. No, you you would would have have had
2: a heart attack, most likely. You would have taken some sort of preventive measure a decade ago.
3: Exactly. And that's, you know, that's really, you know, one of the reasons why I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about this to have a woe is me story or to you know gain sympathy or anything like that, because I'm the last person who wants this. I wish it never happened. I don't want to be talking about this. I want to be talking about good stuff. But I want people who are like me and stubborn like me to go to their doctor, especially people in our sport, people who may be using PEDs, a large degree of them, yeah, and, you know, and then some of that stuff them. is
2: over-the-counter, pro-hormones and stuff like that, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, I mean, you know, there are people out there who, you know, are, you know, maybe not doing things naturally. Most people don't. Uh, and, but, you know, you you need to just go out there and get checked and, and make sure that your, your health um, is, you know, in line with what you're doing. Because you may look amazing on the outside, but maybe what's going on on the inside is not the same. So even if it's once a year or, or whatever or, you know, just go get yourself checked out. Don't be stubborn like me because you don't want to end up in this position. Uh, I would have never known in a million years that there was anything wrong with me, but apparently there was something stewing in me. And it could have taken my life. And yes, my lifestyle is what saved my life, for sure. But I probably wouldn't have had to go through this, or there's a good chance I wouldn't have had to go through this at all had I been going to doctors for the last 30 years and just getting checkups. Right. So that's one of the messages and one of the reasons why I want to do these interviews and talk about it, because if I can help one person go, you know what, maybe I should start going to the doctor or, you know what, I, I do use steroids. I use them, you know, I use them reasonably, I cycle them, whatever it is. And I'm not judging anyone, anybody can do whatever they want, but at least go get checked out and see what's going on in your body. So you don't end up with a heart attack.
2: I want to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to pick it up on the other side. This is a really, really uh, wonderful story, uh, and I uh, have some questions for Eric about uh, how he feels about life now. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com. L-I-V-O-N-Labs.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in Can-See Eye Drops. I've been using can for six months now and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using can Eye Drops for 11 years now and I credit Can-See Eye Drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can-See Eye Drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both Use and endorse Cansey Eye Drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how Cansey Eye Drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. For the past four months, I've been keeping a secret. Every night at bedtime, I tape my mouth shut with Somnifix strips. That's right, and here's why. Whether you snore or not, at some point in the night, almost all of us start breathing through our mouth. Since I've started using Somnifix strips, I've noticed that I sleep deeper and have seen improvements in my health, fitness, and cognitive function. That's because nose breathing activates the parasympathetic nervous system and improves nitric oxide production. And that leads to improved sleep immunity, carbon dioxide, oxygen exchange, and much more. Oh, and if you do snore, it'll help you stop snoring. Try Somnifix risk-free. Go to somnifix.com forward slash SHR. Get a free trial pack of Somnifix strips today.
1: Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search H-Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping.
4: Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars.
2: What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right, six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try just cover a small shipping and handling fee and they're on their way to you see for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally, head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today once again, that's EFXSports.com this is the Superhuman Channel where brawn and brains finally meet Welcome back. We're talking with Eric Brozer about his recent recovery from a heart attack, a massive heart attack, one that would have killed any mere mortal human. You know, uh, near-death experiences have an ability to change people. It focuses them, quite frankly. I actually wrote a blog about this not too long ago and talked about it on a recently released uh, episode of Tom Bilyeu's uh, Health Theory. Um... How has it changed you so far? And it may be too soon because the shock is still kind of in front of you, I think. Uh, but ha- have you noticed changes about yourself, your your outlook right now? Um,
3: I think that what you said is very pertinent. Uh, it is a little too soon uh, in a way because I'm still, quite honestly, I think that I feel pretty good. In other words, like physically, I feel normal. Like I feel like I felt Before I had this happen, I wouldn't have known anything happened. Now I haven't gone back to the gym and started crazy training or anything like that, but I feel normal. I think it's my mind that still needs to adjust to all of this because there definitely is a shock uh, to all of this. Uh, There definitely is, um, you know, going through what I know were near-death experiences uh, during this. uh, It just has a very profound effect on your mind. Uh, There's definitely some, you know, some depression that comes in and out. Uh, There's just, you know, thoughts of, you know, what happens if I did let myself go? Where would I be? It's just a lot. There's so much that goes into it that I'm still dealing with this uh, on an emotional level. Uh, And at the same time, just trying to do everything that I need to do to recover physically. So I haven't really... Looked forward, um, just yet, uh, but I know that there is something that needs to come from this. You know, maybe these interviews, you know, with you, and I have another one, is the start of it. You know, maybe it'll, it'll propel my, my life, uh, and how I train my clients or the type of clients that I attract or the things that I try to do. It might push it in, in a different direction. So I see these things, but right now I'm just trying to, focus on recovery and appreciation, uh, for, you know, first of all, let me say, I want to give a huge, uh, thank you is really too small of a, of words to say to my guardian angels. Kim Bridges is my girlfriend and Dave Borlay, who, if it was not for these two people, uh, I would not be here because, you know, Kim is the one who made my girlfriend, you know, didn't listen to me when I was saying, ah, don't bother my friend, Dave, don't worry about it. I'll be okay. She loves me so much. She made sure that to call him uh, and get him over here. And Dave stopped whatever he was doing and 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 came over and took me to the hospital. And he picked me up from the hospital and stayed with me for the whole day. So these two people are my guardian angels. They saved my life. So I'm I'm you know I'm right now just trying to be appreciative about you know having my dogs next to me who are sitting next to me during this interview, for uh, you know being able to still think about going to the gym to be able to still have my clients and do my work and try to affect people positively to knowing how much my family loves me, who my mom and dad, uh, you know, from Florida got right on a plane, came out here and stayed here for, you know, a week to 10 days, making sure I was okay. So, you know, these things is what I'm going through, but I know that it's going to have a profound effect on my life going forward. I just don't know what path I'm going to take yet. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to, in the moment, Uh, deal with all of this emotion and everything that's overcome me uh, and and try to turn this negative into a positive.
2: Yeah. I I mean, obviously that's, that's the, a a goal to turn a negative into a positive, but quite often these types of experiences um, can crystallize meaning in a person's life for me. So I haven't had a, a near death experience per se, but I watched my father die, and when I, when I saw him in that bed, I saw myself in that bed. And all of a sudden, my own mortality became very apparent to me. I've told this story on the show before, so people have heard it. And that crystallized things in my mind that that had more meaning to me that I started to look at things as the things that were really important, the things that if I was in that bed and this was it, the things I'd really regret not have done, and they, they really are easy things. It's not like, it wasn't like, oh, a Lambert. See, I've actually, I've actually, I, I, I've actually, um, meditated on my own death numerous times now. I've sat there and I've thought about it. It's, it's, it's kind of a depressing thing to talk about people think, but it's not. It's actually very freeing. You know, I recognize that my death is going to come at a very inconvenient time <laughs> because you no one dies conveniently. It's not like, hey, you know, Wednesday at 3 o'clock would be good. I got nothing to do, so let me go then. Um, so most likely I'll die at a very inconvenient time. I'll die at a time where <clears throat> maybe I didn't get a lot of things done that i was working on at the time and so then i started to think you know what's the really important stuff that i got to get done before i die and i wrote a blog about it you know mark twain mark twain was born on halley's comet passing over the earth and he died i don't know 70 something years later exactly on halley's comet passing and he predicted he would die when Halley's comet returned, so he lived his life knowing, at least for himself, believing that he knew when he was going to die, and 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 that uh, made him do things uh, perhaps that other people wouldn't have done because they would have been concerned about what the people would think of them and all that. So he was like, "I don't, I, I know when I'm going to die. I got to get all this stuff done now." So, I think near-death experiences or Uh, contemplative thought about your own death has the ability to produce greater focus for a person and I'm going to make a prediction that your best is yet to come and it may not even be what it may not even be in physical culture it may not I mean I'm not I'm not look I'm not predicting this but I'm just saying like you may decide you know all that time I'm spending in the gym you know I need to be out there in the world. I think my new physical culture is I want to travel and hike beautiful mountains. I don't know, but I'm saying I have a feeling that when the shock wears off, when the disbelief wears off, when you become comfortable with how close you became you got to that precipice and 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 you realize that you you you're still here. I have a funny feeling that it's go- there's going to be a metamorphosis in, in you that is is going to even surprise you that's my prediction that's my prediction I,
3: and i don't disagree with you i think that you know that is that is to come and i don't know what that's why i said i don't know what direction this is going to take me i do know one thing i do know is that i i'm a firm believer that i was if if if, if there's such thing as having a purpose in life and you know i don't know if that's the way it works that people are put here for a purpose but if i do have a purpose i've been pretty much known for a very long time that my purpose is to help other people um i know that and whatever expertise I have, and it's become, you know, in, in transforming physiques. Uh, so I know that I'm here to help people um, reach their goals in physical fitness, whether it be to just, you know, get to a certain weight, get to a certain level of body fat, muscle mass, or whether to win the biggest titles in whatever it is. Uh, I know that's part of what I'm supposed to do, and I know that what comes with it uh, is not only just getting for people from point A to B, but also making friendships with these people, helping them out with problems, becoming their friend. And, you know, I just, I get very close to my clients. Uh And I know that that's the reason why I'm here, because it just comes very naturally to me to always try to help people uh, uh in any situation. So I think that maybe, you know, I may be not, not that I won't be as focused on helping people reach their physical goals in terms of cosmetically, Uh, but I think that my direction might also be to, you know, help people even more so with their health, uh, and, you know, and, and go in another direction. But I do believe that there's going to come a time There's going to come, you know, like you said, uh, maybe an appreciation for doing other things or maybe moving outside the box that I've been living in, uh, not necessarily leaving behind bodybuilding, but, you know, you know, maybe like you said, you know, you know, visiting different places or, or maybe just enjoying the moment, you know, I, I'm definitely a forward thinker. So I'm always thinking about the future and sometimes I don't sit in the moment and enjoy right, the moment. Right. So that may be that as well, you know, enjoying just sitting, uh, you know, outside. I live, I live in a beautiful, I live in California, I live in Marina del Rey, beautiful area, you know, maybe walking outside and looking at the ocean and looking at the boats, you know, instead of taking it for granted, you know, sitting there really looking and say, this really is beautiful. I'm really lucky. So it could be anything little like that. I don't know what's to come, but I do agree with you that this is going to have a shift, uh, cause a shift in my life in some way, shape or form as soon as I'm able to get through this initial period uh, and reflect on it and and not, you know, just, you know, sit in the negative portion of it and realize where I go from here. So um, I do see that coming. And I do hope that the best is yet to come. I hope that's why I pulled myself That's why I pulled myself out of it. Right. Because I feel like I have more to do. I right. Have more to do.
2: Right. I think it's wonderful. Um, I, I, we can leave here. Uh, I, I want you to. I, I, I do agree with you about doctors' visits. I mean, I have a, a annual physical that comes with blood work and all that sort of stuff. Um, I would think it would be reckless not to, but I, I'm starting to think I may want to get a calcium. Uh, a a, a coronary calcium scan done now because of what you said to detect any potential uh, plaque that could be building up. I'm 60 years old now. You know what I mean? So how old are you now?
3: I'm actually going to be turning 50 uh, in October.
2: Okay. So you and I, you know, we're 10, With uh, when's your birthday? October what?
3: Actually, it's Halloween. <laughs>
2: what is that? 30 the, 13, first. the 31st. Okay. Yeah, the 31st. So, you know, I mean, you're 10 years younger than me. We're at that age now where there's bioaccumulation of stuff. So I think I'm going to get a, cor- a coronary calcium scan now because of this interview. Um, well, good. <laughs> yeah, and because there are things that can be done. Uh, you know, are you on blood thinners right now?
3: Yeah, I'm on four different medications right now. One of them is a blood thinner. That's not, I'm not going to have to take that forever, right, but they have right. me on that for like the first uh, six months to a Right, years. right.
2: Um, get out in the sun as much as possible. I, I, I did a blog post many years ago. Uh, there is a study out there that showed that melanotan 2, uh, which people take for tanning, actually causes the body to reabsorb arterial plaque, and the takeaway isn't necessarily to take milano 10 too, unless you live in a place where there's no sun, you can resort to that, but the takeaway is that um, people in uh, that live closer to the equator have fewer heart attacks, um, and it, it, it's, it's probably because, I feel very sure that it's because they get out in the sun, they get sun exposure, the sun reduces plaque buildup. The melanocortin system and activating it activates five different receptors in the body, three of which are exclusive to the intima of arteries. Uh, The intima is what becomes inflamed and attracts plaque. So when you reduce inflammation inside the artery, there's nothing for the plaque to stick to. Or the Mm -hmm. body doesn't call for the plaque. Let's put it that Mm -hmm. way. So get out in the sun. As often as possible, get in the sun every single day. Maybe you do now. I don't know. But I'm saying that's one thing that you should absolutely make sure that you do every single day is get out in the sun. Even if it's for a half hour, you know, you've got a great physique. Take your shirt off. You know, walk down Venice Beach maybe, um, you know, but, but the sun is really your friend right now.
3: Well, thank goodness I live in California because I've always had plenty of sun. So yes. <laughs> I am gonna definitely uh you know I obviously am out in the sun quite a bit only just because I live here, but uh I could definitely make it a point. I'm I'm willing to take every precaution <laughs> possible now sure. to make sure this doesn't happen again. So if getting out in the sun for an extra half an hour a day can help. I will
2: do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you're well. Uh, uh, you're you're a wonderful guy. I I hate that as soon as people heard about your heart attack, they come right out. No oh, drugs, drugs, drugs. I, I have a a friend in Greece, Doctor George Tuliatos. He's a wonderful person. Um, he he messaged me about three weeks ago and said another bodybuilder died of cancer. This is uh, this is the fourth or seventh one in X amount of years, and I said. And he was only forty three I said people had forty three diet cancer all the time it, it, why why is it bodybuilders why, oh, because of the drugs it's you know everybody wants to blame you know nobody looks at the the slothful uh slow moving uh crap eating person who gets cancer you know three times in their lifetime and goes, oh it's just drugs no it's it's the it's the lifestyle, it's the genetics, it's the diet, it's all these different things. But as soon as they hear about a bodybuilder who kind of falls from grace with any kind of physical ailment, they immediately go like right to the gutter oh he's got to be doing drugs and it's just it's 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 insulting it's 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 sad. you know, healthy people die, everybody dies. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you do, none of us get out of here alive, so you know I'm glad you're well, and I can't wait to see what's next for you. I really can't
3: well. Carl, I really appreciate that you reached out to me and that you wanted to bring me on the show. I'm very glad to be back on the show again. Uh, And, uh, you know, maybe we could do this again (laughs) in a few months from now to see where I am. Sure,
2: sure. Plug some Uh, of your sponsors, too. I know you have quite a few sponsors. Plug them. uh,
3: Well, I am uh, a member of Team Allmax. Allmax Nutrition uh, is, you know, one of my biggest sponsors, a tremendous nutrition company, amazing supplements, wonderful products uh been with them for almost two years now, a fantastic company. I just started working as an ambassador for uh, Gasp, uh, Gasp Clothing, Gasp Official. I
2: love their shirts. Uh, They've got great, love, great T-shirts, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I was uh, wearing their clothes for several years before they ever contacted me and asked me to become an ambassador. So, uh, you know, I'm really, really glad to be working with them because I truly love their stuff. Uh, so those are, those are two of the, you know, the main, the main companies that I work with. And I've worked with a lot of great companies over the years. I also still write for, uh, Flex magazine, which, uh, now is, um, actually part of muscle and fitness magazine. Wow. Uh, so I'm writing for them. I'm also writing for, uh, muscle and Uh, so I'm still writing articles for both of those and, uh, have new ones coming out pretty much every month. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's, those are the sponsors that I have. And, uh, of course, you know I'm continuing to expand my, my business with my clients, uh, training people all over the world uh, and who have also been so supportive of me. And uh, I'm looking to expand my business even further to help even more people. And that's why I'm coming out with that special tomorrow, which I'll put up on Facebook and Instagram. just want to help as many people as I can reach their dreams and goals while they are here and hopefully help them do it in the healthiest way possible. Uh, and I uh, just want to continue to spread my spread my word on you know, the various training programs that I've developed over the years, uh, and um, you know, just help people reach their goals faster, uh, healthier, more efficiently, and, uh, and and that's why I'm here. So uh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna,
2: gonna chat I'm going gonna channel your mom. Why don't you get married? What are you waiting ah. for?
3: Uh, well that's a great you know what that's a great question that's a great question that you're asking me sounds like you got
2: a girl who cares about you (laughs) I have
3: a great I have a great answer and she'll be very glad to hear this I finally met the girl the girl that you know earlier this year she actually was a client first then we formed into a relationship her name is Kim absolutely one of the best people I've ever met in my life absolutely adore her she will be my wife (laughs)
2: dude i think you just proposed live on the air she will be my wife uh uh you know
3: we have a little red tape to get through before we can get there sure but uh wonderful she definitely is my guardian angel i've always called her angel now i know why uh so yeah so that should be taken care of (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go all
2: right look much much love much luck we'll talk soon okay
3: Okay, Carl. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care, Eric.
2: Okay, I'm going to take one quick commercial break. When we come back, I want to follow up with some other things about heart attacks, uh, like things you can do immediately after a heart attack that could actually prolong your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
4: Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High-Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high-quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest high-protein potato chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be.
0: Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. human radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no obligation phone consultation today, feel younger, get in better shape and be more productive at
2: RenewLifeRx.com Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants, now there is an over the counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? you'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right, six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try Just cover a small shipping and handling fee and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to efxsports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's efxsports.com.
1: Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of HM Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started H-Hemp Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from H-Hemp Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try H-Hemp Company products. Search H-Hemp Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping.
2: redcon1.com that's R-E-D-C-O-N the number 1.com or go to net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today hey this is Carl start your day just like I do with a high dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs you too can benefit from Live On Labs lipospheric delivery system no more pills or powders that's outdated technology Live on Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at LiveOnLabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's LiveOnLabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back. All right, this won't take long. Okay. Obviously, we all know about aspirin. If you think you're having a heart attack, take a whole aspirin. Don't take a baby aspirin. New research on taking baby aspirin every single day, even the enterically coated one, is not good. Not good. Um, there are better ways to thin your blood. Fish oil, assuming you don't have the APOE allele. Um, ginger extract, um, vitamin E. There's lots of things that will thin the blood. Making sure that you have enough salt in your diet, so that it pulls more water into your blood, and your blood um, is thinner instead of thicker. All these things—excuse me—all these things can help during a heart attack. Um, But the new research shows that taking a daily uh, eighty-one milligram enterically coated aspirin actually leads to a lot more bleeding out events. We're talking about um, aneurysms and stuff like that. That's not good. Now, aneurysms are a result of a breakdown in the dexterity and strength of blood vessels. And when you train heavy, uh, you do heavy resistance training, progressive resistance training, uh, your blood vessels get stronger to respond to to the valsalva, to the pressure. But people who sit on the sofa all day, uh, their blood vessels become weak and they get bubbles in them that blow out, and they bleed out. And apparently, um, the bleed out is a, a lot worse for them when they're on that daily aspirin routine. So I don't think the daily aspirin uh, routine is a good idea for blood thinning. I think there are better alternatives for blood thinning. Um, but obviously, if you think you're having a heart attack, if you if you think you're having a heart attack, like before you call the ambulance, throw one or two full-size aspirins down your throat. They'll hit you fast. They'll thin your blood. They'll protect your heart uh, so that when the ambulance gets there, uh, they can manage you, triage you, and get you to the hospital. The other thing that can benefit your heart are a couple peptides uh, that have been shown when given hours after a heart attack to not only protect the heart during the heart attack, but uh, improve recovery and 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 leave less collateral damage after the heart attack, and that is thymosin beta four, and good old fashioned ghrp six. Many of us use ghrp six uh, as a, a dual peptide therapy, ghrp six and growth releasing factor one through 29 in combination cause a very strong pulse of growth hormone and GHRP six also increases appetite uh, for people who don't have an appetite. Doctors should be giving them that. Uh, but GHRP six during a heart attack has been shown to protect the heart. It could be an upregulation of growth ha- factors. It could be direct. I, I don't remember it. Uh, Dr. John Crystal and I talked about it years ago, but there are a couple good studies out there. So, Having those peptides in your freezer. I keep at least one 2-milligram vial of thymus and beta-4 in my freezer at all times. I'm 60 years old. I've instructed Elisa, if I have a heart attack, I want a shot of that before the ambulance takes me away. Um, so that's another important uh, factor. And then... Um, Getting out in the sun isn't practical because you're like me. You know, you, it's getting gloomy out now. Just 25 micrograms of thymus, of, of, uh, melanotan 2, You'll get a little tan from it. You don't, won't get crazy tan, but just 25 micrograms a day could be, uh, the differenti, differentiating factor of you developing plaque or not developing, developing plaque. If someone would look, my prediction is that Plaques build up the greatest degree in the cold weather because people are indoors and they're not getting to the sun. I'll bet money on it. I really will. Uh, the research on sun exposure and plaque is undeniable. And it's not from vitamin D. It's from stimulating the melanocortin system. So I would say that instead of using baby aspirin every single day, use 25 micrograms of melanotan too. Enjoy having a little bit of a tan all winter long. Uh, people will think that you're rich and you're vacationing all the time. Uh, but the benefits to your arteries are profound. And then, of course, uh, uh, doing things that help improve or reduce, I guess, uh, increase the viscosity of blood uh, that thin the blood. And that is making sure you're getting adequate amounts of salt in your diet, uh, fish oil, um, you know, even vinegar. E- e- having salads with vinegar. Vinegar thins the blood. There's a lot of good things that thin the blood. You don't need to turn to medications uh, that then have a, a pro thrombotic effect where you start to, you know, ha- uh, bleed out. Um, or an antithrombotic. Let me think about that. Antithrombotic effect. But they, they, because they make the blood too thin. They make the blood actually so thin that it can actually start to pe- permeate membranes. You know, we see this. That's why people who are on warfarin and coumadin, they have to go into the doctor every so often for what's known as a prothrombin test to make sure their blood isn't getting too thin. Because if it gets too thin, it actually starts to seep through membranes. You start to bleed out in your stomach. Um, that's how they kill rodents with, uh, coumadin. Coumadin is actually the same stuff that they use in rat poison. And so rats eat a belly full of it, and it gets into their blood, and it makes their blood so thin, they literally, the blood literally seeps through the lining of the stomach, and they bleed out. Um, so there are a lot better ways to thin the blood, in my humble opinion, than using those types of drugs or using daily uh, aspirin. But yeah, aspirin immediately, and beta-4 immediately, uh, and some GHRP6 immediately before the ambulance whisks you away will put you in a much better position to uh, recover faster and survive your heart attack. So there you go. There's some information you won't get on anybody else's show. And uh, that's it. Today's Thursday. We won't have another show till Monday. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Oh, by the way, my interview on health theory. Uh, with Tom Billu drops today, Thursday, uh, the 27th. I already saw it. I don't like the way my face looks. Uh, the side shot, you know, when I was 330 pounds, I had a lot of stretched out skin and I had a lot of fat in my face. So now I have this turkey neck that hangs, which I hate. And I guess someday maybe I can have surgery to remove it. But I think you'll find the interview in- interesting and entertaining. Uh, Tom asked some really amazing questions, very thoughtful questions. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing his show. So if you could check that out, Health Theory, uh, it's up on YouTube. And make a comment. Uh, Just don't make any comments about my turkey neck. I already know about that. But make a comment if you think I did a good job. I appreciate that. All right. We'll see everybody next week with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for listening today.